This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is an emergency episode of Country Roads Confidential. At Earsports.com, a Paramount podcast network product going to get that right one of these days. My name is Mike Sazza, welcoming in for the special occasion. Chris Anderson. Chris, West Virginia basketball has awarded all 13 scholarships now. Third Division One transfer to make the way to the program, as expected when he left the program one year ago. It is Emmett Matthews back on campus. This does finish things for the Mountaineers? I don't think it does, but when you look at the round numbers in basketball, you can have 13 scholarships. They've handed about now. Um, your thoughts? <sighs> yes. I, <laughs> End quote. Just, that, that's it. Wrap up the podcast. That's all I got. Just a big, heavy sigh. Um it's not hey, – uh, this is nothing against Matthews because, hey, he had his best year of college basketball this past season. Like, pretty clearly did. Um, now, I, I think he took on a bigger role at Washington. He played more minutes. That team was not very good. So uh, I don't know how well that translates to being back in a similar role at West Virginia. But he is somebody that had his ups and downs in West Virginia. He is one of those guys that, and I've, there's been a couple of them that come through. And, and as people have pointed out on the message board, they always seem to be wings um, that I feel have all the potential in the world. It just wouldn't get it put together. Um, you know, my big thing is uh, Spanish Emmett Matthews. They, when they played in Spain and he was the man, I, it was everything that I thought he could be. And he did it for whatever that was, two weeks over there in, in Spain, and then came back, and it was like that guy didn't exist. Uh, Spanish Emmett Matthews stayed in Madrid, and, and we got American Emmett Matthews back in, at WVU. Um, so I'm, I'm curious what has changed with his game, how his confidence has changed, being able to be more of the man at Washington, and what he's going to bring into this team. Because I think it's pretty clear what role he can fill, what position he can fill, but can he bring it uh, uh, for the for a full time and, and try to bring back that that Spanish Emmett Matthews for the Mountaineers? Here's my question for you, Chris. Um, looking at what they have now, which was they had a hole, and I've been saying this for a while. They were they prioritized a wing. Um, yep. If you're on the VIP board and you've been and following our coverage of this, which I have to say we've been on top of from the very start here. So kudos to you, Chris, and the other guy who works at the site. Yeah, this is not me. Kudos yeah. to yourself. But no, 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 you've been you've been on the JUCO stuff too. I have to say that you know more about that than me. And but my my point being, we anticipated a lot of these moves. I'm not sure that I anticipated this. I knew they were going after a wing. It's what they didn't have. Um, that the I'm not saying Taj Sweet was the answer, but you lose Bridges and Taj Sweet. You've got a vacancy there, and like I'm not sure they thought they had the firepower to play three guards. And 
and get what they needed from the inside to, to be as competitive as they wanted to be. So they were going after a wing. Um, tried some guys, didn't get them on campus, didn't get them to, to engage in the, the having to want to come, the, the mutual feeling here. Not a lot of mystery with Matthews, though. So you can look at a lot of these guys. Oh, what do you get with Eric Stevenson? Then what do you get with Joe Tucson? For better or for worse, you kind of know what you're getting with Matthews. And West Virginia knows this as well as anybody. With one caveat, his numbers were much better this past season. And if he can pack all that in his bags and come back east, you take it. Now, here's my question. Would you sign up for 21 minutes a night, 6.4 points, 3.5 rebounds per game, a 40% shooter from the field, and a 28% shooter from three-point range. Would you take that? Because those are his WVU career numbers. I would if he were the fourth or fifth guy. Unfortunately, he is likely going to have to be the number two guy, maybe, um, for this offense. So if he is coming in and doing that again in the 2022-2023 season, West Virginia is going to be in big trouble. Okay. So then the expectation has to be starting all 31 games, Averaging 32 minutes a night. I'm sorry, he, he started 31 out of 32 games. I think he missed a game with a concussion. Don't hold me to that, but I think he took a hard fall one night and didn't play the next game. But 31 games, 32 minutes a night, 11.7 points, 4.7 rebounds, 43% from the floor, 34% from three-point range. That's kind of where the bar is right now, isn't it? It's not yeah. that he has to eclipse that, but he's got to be darn close to that and certainly closer to that than the first set of numbers from his three seasons with the Mountaineers. West Virginia, from that, from that wing spot, whoever it is, and it, obviously it's, it's now Matthews, but it needs to be somebody that can <clears throat> be an outside threat, at least a threat. He doesn't have to be amazing. He doesn't have to be lights out. Has to at least be a threat from the perimeter. Has to be able to, at times, create his own shot. It has to be somebody that can also do some rebounding especially with all these guards that Westford's getting, I, you get this feeling that there could be some a, a, a good bit of playing time here where maybe someone like Matthews, any kind of 6'7", six, 6'8", six, wing, is going to be playing the quote-unquote four position, you know, or they're going to only have one big. So you need somebody that can also rebound a little bit. And, and Matthews has that potential. Again, the potential part of this. And, and and you saw a little bit of it when he was asked to take on a bigger role at Washington. So yeah, if you if you can get twelve and five while shooting, you know thirty four thirty five percent from three, you take it. I don't know how much people believe in splits, which is you know home road win loss. Mm -hmm. Certainly you're gonna be better at home, and certainly you're gonna be better in a win. Um, conference non conference is one I do pay attention to. Yeah, and. Made this case for Stevenson, who played with uh, like a mangled finger. I think he called it a fat finger in conference play and shot like 40% from three. Um, Iowa's offense was very good in the Big 12 or in, in Big 10 play, and Tucson had better numbers in, in competition in the conference. So that's a tough conference. Um, Pac 12, not renowned for basketball, and Washington did not make any postseason. However, Matthews was at 12.2, 15 games in double figures out of the 20 conference games he played in. Um, 4.6 rebounds, slightly up. And then 47% from the floor, 40% from three-point range. Um, meaning he was better against the better competition that Washington saw. But also he got settled in a new setting with a newer roster around him. And 
of the Evan Miyakawa lineup rankings, mm-hmm. Matthews was part of the best seven lineups. You could you could make a case for well, if he's part of the best lineup or two of the best three or three of the best five, the best seven, Chris. <laughs> Like I don't think of this as a sunk cost. This is a one-year thing that that makes sense in a couple of way, a couple of reasons. However, it's going to be deliberated. This follows getting Stevenson from South Carolina, Toussaint from Iowa, Matthews from Washington, also Jimmy Bell, Muhammad Wagyu. I'm not sure how excited people are about this as the the bookend. I don't think they're done, but still, that's their thirteenth. Um, how should people? feel about this what is the grounded but also fair reasonable response to adding Emmett Matthews bringing him back because that's that's probably the best way to put it welcoming back Emmett Matthews having him come back to the Mountaineers a year after he left and at a time where they need they need something someone and this is an answer I would ask anybody that's that's thinking about this to look at it in in a calculated way and it's going to be we got to take names off of this and everything, but you are trying to make your team better than it was last year, which means in this instance, I would ask you to compare him to the person that he is replacing, which is going to make a little uncomfortable for some people to think about, but ask yourself this. It does Emmett Matthews bring more to the floor to this team than Jalen Bridges did this past season. And I hate to pit player against player like that, but in a strictly kind of focused on team success role here, that's where I'm looking at. Because in in my eyes, in my mind, they are, Emmett Matthews is replacing Jalen Bridges right now on this team. Am Am I wrong on that? I think it's a great point. I mean, it's it's not fair. You're right. But that's the reality of what we're looking at right here. Um, and I would take Matthews over what I saw from Bridges last year. Too high? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I mean, it, it, I, I think people, I don't know, just because he's a West Virginia guy. And again, I, I'm recorded on this podcast forever it'll be out there forever we we do not take podcasts down that i thought and i and you and i both said it that when when bridges hit the portal we said teams from all over the country would be all over him because he has the potential to be good and it, but the reality is he was wildly inconsistent at west virginia uh, i mean he averaged seven points and four rebounds like, are you – and shot 35% from three, 45% from the floor. Like, are you – is that something you feel cannot be replaced at West Virginia? Of course not. But we felt like he had all the potential, and so we knew that a lot of teams, including Baylor, would be in touch with him and be pursuing him. But can Emmett Matthews do better than – let's go just last year – eight points and we'll round up five rebounds? Yeah, that's the goal. Can he do that? Yes, and I think he's better again in the free throw line. I think he's a better rebounder, and I'm I'm certain he's more he's more able, more agile. I hate to say athletic because these guys are all college basketball players, but like he's just better off the bounce getting to the rim than Bridges was. Bridges never quite developed that. He was like a a catch it and shoot it guy. Um, The mechanics of their shots are probably both worth a conversation as far as (laughs) comparison, but Matthews just is better at getting to the basket and is better at doing some things around the basket, um, moves without the ball when he's engaged. Um, I would, I would take that. Now 
another part I want a point I want to make. Um, Matthews did leave, and that was pretty apparent if you watch that it was going to happen. He just didn't seem like he was having any fun and a struggle for him at times during that last season. And you just wonder, like, man, why would they want that guy back? Well, is he the same guy? No one's going to know better than West Virginia. Um, so you have to just trust them. Again, you, you squint and you turn your head and say, this, does this look like what they're telling me it looks like? You kind of have to trust it and, and hope it works. And if it doesn't, then you, you can be in a grand jury <laughs> and you have that conversation in the future. I get that. Of the people that we talked to who, who left the team or who graduated, the, the, the chemistry, the camaraderie, the, the, the mix – was not right this past season and players. And I bet you others would tell you they missed Jordan McCabe and they missed Emmett Matthews because those guys and Colbert to an extent too, were people who, who stepped forward when they were true freshmen in a really bad situation. And they were the kind of your ground level players, the elevator operators that got you back into the postseason and winning a game just two seasons later. And don't forget the 2020 season got washed out by COVID too. And they were going to be probably a, uh, they were an NCAA tournament team that year. Right. Yeah. So who knows, but they, they got them back into the tournament a year later and then won a game the following season. And, and you're just thinking this is going to be better without them. And it wasn't. And players told me this too. Like it, it, they, they missed something there. And when you look at like, this is anecdotal, but Stevenson called Emmett Matthews and said, I'm thinking about going to West Virginia. And Emmett Matthews said, whatever he did, but Stevenson went and did it. And then Matthews is a guy that you could, you could hit for certain on court weaknesses, but I think that's a guy that people looked up to off the court. And if you're bringing in a guy for business for one more year, who maybe has some legacy stuff he wants to address, but certainly knows how to handle himself in a locker room that he's back where he was, he was a guy before. And again, it's not maybe points and rebounds and, and, you know, consistent performances, but he knew what the winning atmosphere was this team does need that. And when you look at their additions, you know, South Carolina, not a winning program. And, and Stevenson, nothing against him, but he bounced around a lot. He probably didn't get to, like, plant roots and go. Uh, Tucson, I think that's a good addition because Iowa's very good and won and played excellent offense. The junior college guys, you don't know. The freshmen, you don't know. They just, they're all new to this. So I think if you if you just step back and you say what was missing last year, what didn't work, they had a whole bunch of personalities and and maybe different agendas and all that stuff. You had the NIL era. You had people with their extra season coming back and maybe trying to get theirs. It's really hard to to keep all those plates spinning without something falling and fracturing and causing a problem. And if people kept saying, oh, man, it was just different with Matthews and McCabe. And you get one of them back, there's a chance, maybe not an expectation, that things are better. And then whatever chemistry experiment went poof last season – Maybe it doesn't burn quite as hot this year. Maybe it's a little bit better, too. And also, I, I just think it makes sense that he knows everybody here. His his sister is an undergraduate at the university, so it's not like he's coming back for just completely selfish reasons. I think he has some personal investment in this, too. And again, there may be legacy stuff. There also may be a basketball thing here for him, too, where he's like, I'm better at this now. Let me go to a place where I'm more comfortable. Um, risk, sure. Reward, also sure. Yeah, and I think you... You touched on something a minute ago that I think is important. When Why is he coming back? How's he coming back? He was one of the few guys, you know, there's been guys that have gone out the door and have burned every bridge on their way out. He was never one of them. He was not one that was posting on social media, talking trash about WVU, talking trash about Huggins. Uh, I think he was just looking for something different, something better, because as you noted, towards the end of his tenure, 
two years ago. His time on the court was dwindling. Uh, his attitude was changing. And, you know, sometimes, but he never said anything bad about the program, never said anything bad about the staff. And and sometimes you just kind of realize that, hey, maybe I didn't have it as bad as I thought I did at the time. And, and maybe that's what he's come back on the realiz- realization from that and, and and wants to get back to it and, and feels like he can, as you said, uh, you know, a, a legacy thing here, change change his legacy at West Virginia by coming back and having a big season. I've seen the haircut. I have not. We got different haircut now. Short hair. Oh, no. Maybe that's the difference. I mean, I might, I might have to have some reservations about this now. Oh, I see. Like, it I, now. I, I just pulled hair. it up. I'm like, I can't even hardly recognize him. I know. Same huh. player, or does the hair make the man? Yeah. The what is the 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 opposite of? Uh, um, oh man, how am I blanking on Samson? Opposite of Samson. Cut the hair, get better. We'll find out before too long. Um, no international trip for West Virginia this year, unfortunately. But Emmett Matthews can get to town, get reacquainted with his surroundings, and see if he can't pen the chapter that he seeks here. Chris, thanks for making some time on this emergency episode of Country Roads Confidential. Plenty more coming here, I think. Um, listen, they're at 13. I just I just don't think they're done. I don't think they're done, and I wouldn't be surprised if I, I expect them to find a spot for one more person, maybe somebody big, maybe a guard. Would not be shocked if they add a big and a guard. There is a much better chance of us having more emergency podcasts than there are West Virginia being done. In clip. Until then, I'm Mike Casaza, And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.